Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Winkly. I am taking over duties today. This is Raj Geary, uh, along with Justin Labar. Justin, how are you doing? Cold, but happy to be talking to you. Yeah, yeah. So the uh, the crazy weather right now in the mid in Midwest uh, affected Nick Hausman. His internet's down. I guess in Chicago, it's minus twenty degrees right now uh, with the wind chill. So it is freezing. His internet's down. A lot of the city has no internet. Uh, so I'm filling in for him today. We had a interview with Eli Drake scheduled for the podcast version. Uh, that will be on tomorrow's edition of the Winkly. But so still subscribe to the Wrestling Inc. audio channel on iTunes, Stitcher, wherever you get your podcast from. And check that out. That'll be going to, uh, tomorrow as well as our interview with Vic Sherma, who composed the movie Fighting With My Family with Paige, uh, the Paige biopic. Um, so he talks about composing the movie, uh, getting into wrestling, how we got the how we got the gig, uh, his thoughts on wrestling now. He wasn't a fan before. So really co- cool stuff. So check that out. Uh, Justin, it has been an insane week. Uh, what's going on with you? Uh, yeah, trying to keep, uh, you kind of need to keep score on a piece of paper of, of where everybody's at and their status. Um, yeah, I'm trying to follow everything just like you are. Uh, actually, <laughs> I, I, you just mentioned um, the fighting with your family. I actually had an opportunity. I, I had the opportunity to attend. I did not. Uh, a screening last night of the movie. I did not get to make it, unfortunately, here in Pittsburgh for the screening. Um, uh, so I, I missed out on that, but I, but I was I was really hoping to see it because it's, it's got, you know, I mean, Anything that's got The Rock's name on it, and Stephen Merchant, who directed it, is a very funny guy. Um, you know, Vince Vaughn's in it. So, I mean, it's got all the Hollywood credibility. It's not. Uh, it's not some half-assed, you know, indie avant-garde film. I mean, this is, seems to be pretty legit. So, um, I'm looking forward to to catching it. Um, you know, later this month, well, later in February when it comes out to everybody. Yeah, yeah, same here. I'd gotten a couple of passes to go last night, but Tuesday nights are. You know, we we got the wrestling podcast, and it's just it's just impossible. But um, I've heard only good things. It's like near an eighty percent right now on Rotten Tomatoes. Like what you said, Stephen Merchant. Uh, I was a big fan of the British Office, uh, which was him and Ricky Gervais, and uh, so I, I don't see how it can be not good. So uh, we'll, well see. And especially, you know, just to, to make it believable, obviously, you know, you know. 
uh, you know, I just saw Bohemian Rhapsody, and everybody talks about when you're talking about a biopic, you know, having the you know, the re- recreation of the sets and, and making it all as lifelike. And obviously, WWE cooperated with his fighting with your family. You know, in the previews, you can see several times they're in WWE arenas. Um, and so, you know, that certainly is going to help make it uh, as believable as possible and, and, and really not, not even just believable, but just, you know, get you invested in it. It's not like they had to do, again, do a half-ass Hollywood soundstage set to recreate what WrestleMania looks like. It seems like they actually got to shoot you know, at the at, at the locations where they've done WrestleMania, so right, um, yeah. So that is uh, hold on one second. There's another thing here. All right. Um, so yeah, again, uh, t- we got uh, fighting with my family premiered this week at Sundance. Tons of news uh, last night. Uh, Hideo Itami finished up with WWE. Uh, he lost on two two hundred five live to Kira Tozawa. PW Insider reporting this morning that he has not yet officially been released, um, but he is he will be getting it. So whenever that process goes through, he's going to have the 90-day no-compete. Um, and it's expected that he'll be going back to Japan. So, uh, Justin, your thoughts on this? Well, you know, Hideo Itami, obviously formerly known as Kenta, you know, he was probably, him along with the original Sing Car were probably the two biggest hyped international signings that WWE's had in this in you know in the last decade um that just did not pan out uh especially for Atami it was a case of just injury just never could really get going um you know and, the, and they are also the original Sinkara and and more recently Hideo Tommy the probably two of the last guys who had uh built up credibility with their for with their original ring names that WWE changed now we've seen since WWE's pretty much kind of uh, you know, pretty much let 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 go of you know having to you know they've let AJ Styles come as AJ Styles, Samoa Joe, um, Shinsuke Nakamura. You know, the list goes on and on. You know, so it seems like they've kind of accepted and realized that you know letting letting these guys keep their their name that's built them up to to a status of of, of WWE wanting them. You know, can do good things. Um, you know, I, Tom, I, I would just, I would suspect he absolutely goes back to Japan. Um, you know, and it begs the question. You know, we hear about other guys currently in Japan. Especially if you're in New Japan and, and you are of and you are Japanese, if you grew up in that culture, it just begs the question. I mean, I, I know that maybe growing up you idolize WWE or you want to be at WrestleMania or or, or 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 the money is just so great or something, but it it really begs the question. If you're if you're coming if you're leaving Japan for WWE, um, what's going through your thought process to do that? Because they just haven't shown much much track record, even with American guys, even with bringing back Gallows and then having Carl Anderson. He, they just haven't shown much track record of past NXT uh, it working out on, on 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 the bigger stage, the bigger arenas, and and the more um, convoluted creative process uh, that is Raw and SmackDown. So you know, uh, it's great to see all the, all of his co- colleagues wishing him well, um, and I'm sure he'll go back to New Japan and he'll probably pick right back up where he left off. Yeah, when you think about it, I mean, Hideo Itami, he has been sidelined with a lot of injuries and stuff, but just. Uh, just how he's been used. I mean, it, what was it? Was WrestleMania 31, right? When he was entered into the Andre the Giant Battle Royal at WrestleMania, his only WrestleMania appearance, if I'm not mistaken. Um, thrown out pretty easily. Um, never got any steam. Uh, you know, he, he came back from injuries. He's been on 205 Live. Hasn't looked in the you know the best shape of his career. Um, but to your point, um, you know, Kushida is going to be coming in and that just has to be somewhat of a warning signal. I would think just, just how Japanese talent have been booked. You look at Nakamura and I remember Nakamura when he made his NXT debut against Sami Zayn, I was like, man, you know, this is one guy they can't mess up. 
you know, I was like, he's on fire. He's got the entrance. He's got the charisma. He's just shout superstar. And, you know, here we are. He lost to R-Truth last night, lost the U.S. title that he held for one day. Um, yeah, what, what do you think are the chances of someone like a, a Kushida coming in? I mean, again, the track records. I mean, you know, it, and I don't know if this is the case with Kushida, and, I, and I'll be the first to tell you, I don't really know much about him. I, I know that he has high status in New Japan. I know that WWE's grabbing him, but, uh, I, you know, I, I'm not a – I don't have much encyclopedic knowledge of his career, so I can't speak to him specifically, but – you know, you gotta. We have to recognize, and I think the talent certainly recognizes it. The ones that now want to leave, um, WWE is going to continue at an aggressive rate to sign talent, men and women, possibly just for the sake of signing them, just so they can't play elsewhere. Not when they sign when they sign them, not necessarily having any concrete plan of how they're going to use them or what brand they're going to send them to or or what have you. Now, granted, WWE or yeah, WWE has you know Raw, SmackDown, which is two tours. They have two tours of, of NXT that's out of Florida. Um, you know, the A squad and the B squad, and then they have now NXT UK. So they have no shortage of tours to fill these guys so they can justify the depth of roster because of that. But in terms of doing anything meaningful that's going to translate to TV, I mean, the, the, you know, with AEW and, and again, ROH now giving people contracts and everything going on, I mean, they're going to sign people just for the sake of signing. So, you know, if you're a Kushida or anybody, again, you can see the, the shiny stage of the potential of being at a WrestleMania and the potential of being like an Asuka, and I'm talking again, going back to people coming from Japan who can you know break out, but you also got to you know be smart and look past the the you know the, the shiny object of potentially working at a WrestleMania and look at okay, what do I realistically think is gonna be best for my career? Because you know if you're a pro wrestler, your body is your vehicle, and every day you're not getting any younger. So you know, are you willing to risk a two year contract, a three year contract, of, of two or three years of potential prime years in your career <clears throat> for your body? To, to 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 not really make any progression, or, or do you go elsewhere? So, um, if you're Kashida, yeah, I mean, I you, you got to be looking around, just wondering. And again, I don't know what his specifics of his deal are, or what he may have been told. Um, but until WWE maybe gets more, until they maybe get more committed <clears throat> to having guys just stay at NXT, and the problem with that is, you know, they they've given some guys that are going to NXT more money than other NXT contracts, other other NXT entry entry level contracts. But you know, until you know, you can say, okay, we're going to put you just in NXT, and that might be really good for momentum and booking because of how NXT is dealt with and how your character translates. But until they show that, okay, you can be an NXT lifer but still get to work on, like, the big WrestleMania stage and get a WrestleMania payout, until that point, you can't business-wise say, oh, yeah, it's a good decision for me to go and be an NXT lifer. Until, until that happens, which it might one day, until NXT truly is getting to have the, the WrestleMania love. And, you know, we've seen NXT guys show up at Rumble, so maybe we're, we're in the step in that direction. But until then... You can't business-wise say, oh, I'm going to go to NXT and just stay there, and that'll be fine. Yeah, I feel like for that to happen, they need to get a viable TV deal um, <clears throat> you know, and getting some real money coming into it. And I think once some real money starts coming into it, then you, they don't need to feel like guys need to go to the main roster, that you can stay in NXT, make good money, um, you know, start doing you know, maybe the takeovers a little more often. I, I don't think they should do it every month, but you know, maybe six to eight per year. But um yeah, I mean, with Fox, FS1, I'm sure uh, could use, a, a, you know, a show like NXT. So uh, until it becomes its own promotion, a lot of these guys are, that they're signing, we just see how they get pushed. Uh, you know, if you're a smaller guy, how you get pushed on the main roster, you, you chances are you'll probably end up going at 205 Live, which I think is worse than NXT. And uh, it's just it's just not roses right now. Well, the tricky thing is, you know, everybody talks about, like, what you just said there, Raj. <clears throat> Excuse me. Everybody talks about you know NXT getting a TV deal and such, and 
I don't know if that's necessarily would be the best thing. You know, Triple H has said on the calls before to us that how, you know, sometimes part of what makes NXT cool is it still has a little bit of that underground feel because it is only on the network. The worry I would have is if it goes to TV, and yes, that would, in theory, then make it bring more revenue into it. Because, um, you know, people don't realize NXT is not a profitable brand by itself, right. you know. Um, so, yeah, while TV might bring more revenue into it, if TV then now means, if, if, if the Fox or whoever it is that's distributing it says, you know, we don't want to see NXT four weeks in a row at full sale. We want it to be going to bigger places. We want it to look bigger. Well, then all of a sudden that might change NXT because what what works for a lot of the NXT talents that get real, you know, what worked for, I think, the Shinsuke's and worked for other talents that, that had really great NXT runs is that kind of underground, same crowd. I, I call it the ECW effect. You know, that same ECW arena crowd, the same people that be sitting in the same places. You got over with that crowd. It was almost, you know, it's almost like they were part of the show. They, they were like a studio audience. They knew, they, 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 they booed when they needed to boo. They cheered when they needed to cheer. They, they cheered unique things about entrances. And then that, I think that's part of the problem of why talents leave NXT and they don't always translate well at Raw and SmackDown. It's not just, oh, how is Vince using them or not using them? But it's also, <laughs> there's certain acts that then when you have to take them to bigger arenas, a, a wider spread demographic, especially if it's you know, parents bringing kids, it doesn't always translate that. I thought Adam Rose was a perfect example. Adam Rose was great in that setting of NXT. But then when you try to take something called the Exotic Express and put it to all these different cities, and you know, a 10-year-old was like, what's the Exotic Express supposed to mean or what's this supposed to stand for? Didn't work. Elias was the exact opposite. Elias's gimmick of doing the guitar doesn't work with the same crowd filming three or four weeks in TV at NXT, but it does work when you move him in big arenas and he can go to each city and talk about the city and do a song. So if NXT does become TV, uh, go to bigger TV, and but that, if that changes how they present it and travel, that might then change this whole formula, which is, oh, NXT always works with guys, and then they go to Raw and SmackDown, and it doesn't. So I know I kind of rambled there, but I think no, people need to keep that in mind. That's a fair point. Um, yeah, that, and that's that's one of the things. If FS1 wanted it and they keep it as is, um, you know, not touching it. Um because the one thing I think a lot of people worry about is Vince getting his hands on it. But at the same time, we got the XFL, you know, for the, all this to happen, this is going to be at the end of the year. And that's also going to be just a couple months away from the premiere of the XFL. So I'm sure Vince is not looking to put his hands on another project. So, um, it, so it, yeah, I, I, I get your point. Uh, and we'll just have to see. But I think more eyeballs uh, and having it becoming its own third brand uh will help all these talents coming in that I just, you know, again, uh, that we, we see how a lot of them are, are used. I like, I can't see a Roderick strong being pushed strongly on the main roster. Uh, you know, Kyla, uh, Kyla Riley. Um, and we'll see. I, but uh, so far the track record hasn't been good. I mean, sanity had a very cool gimmick and they're MIA. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. So um, also uh, we had like a 30 minute discussion on the wrestling podcast last night about Dean Ambrose, uh, giving his notice to WWE. It's the first time in recent memory that I can recall that since uh, a, a statement that WWE gave to Glad about CM Punk, that they've said that a talent is leaving that's currently appearing on TV. Um, it, Dave Meltzer uh, noted last night on uh, Wrestling Observer Radio that some of the talent, he doesn't believe it's a work. I, I, and I was saying last night too that I don't think this is a work. 
But there are some people backstage that think that this is a work because WWE announced it, which they normally don't do. I mean, there have been many times I've reached out to WWE and asked, you know, if is it true like so and so is leaving or um, you know so and so his contract is up uh, is coming up, and and they always either don't reply or they'll say uh, we don't discuss that kind of information or contractual information. And this time they did, I, but at the same time, this is probably the biggest departure from WWE uh, of someone on their own accord since CM Punk five years ago. Um, and so maybe they're just trying to get ahead of the story or just trying to shut it down and, and kind of, you know, kill all the speculation. Justin, uh, what are your thoughts on this whole thing? Well, it's natural to speculate it being a work for all the things you said, you know, because this is not normally how they handle this. Uh, it's also natural to suspect that it's a work because it's pro wrestling. So, um, this could even have started out as legitimate, and you know, April's a long way away in, in some regard. So, uh, things could turn into a work by then. Maybe, maybe they, you know, I don't know. Maybe they somehow can 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 change Ambrose's mind. The, the the unique thing that fans have to remember, um, and you know, you obviously know this really well because you own a wrestling website. I know this well because I've you know worked and you know with this for X many years. If for this to be a work, then that would mean, you know, the P- I think PW Torch was the original one who broke the story about Ambrose. So for this to be a work, either it got purposely fed to the Torch. And I, th- I and Wade would never, Wade Keller, who, who runs a Torch, would never be part of an angle. He would not willingly post something that's not, that he didn't believe to be. No, he, he, he wouldn't, but he, but he not, but he, but he wouldn't necessarily know that he right. mean work. Like, so if, if they, right. you know, if whoever his source or source is that got him this, um, if they did it with the manipulation of, okay, we're going to get this out on the dirt sheets and then that's how we're going to have this angle start. So, I mean, that's what fans have to remember. I, I understand when fans are saying, oh, this is a work, this is a work. I get their understand. I get their, why they would think that, but they have to understand that the reason this whole thing started, it was because a wrestling website, you know, found out about it, but, you know, doing their digging through their own underground sources. So for this to be a work, WWE had to have somehow got that out there um, for that to have happened. So, you know, uh, so I, I don't, I, I don't think it is. Um, again, this would, it, it would, it would, if it was, <laughs> it would certainly be the most interesting thing that Dean Ambrose is. I mean, we are all buzzing about it when he, when he turns on Seth, the night of Roman's departure. Uh, then after that, it's been things have just been kind of flat. So if this was in fact a work, and they can execute this really well with some kind of big, you know, if, if he starts, if if we if next Monday we see him in Gorilla pushing around Triple H and Vince, and they kind of if they kind of bottle the CM Punk, uh, you know, kind of aspect that we saw years ago, then yeah, this is the most interesting thing they've done with Dean Ambrose since the original Shield. But I just don't think it is for the fact of like you said. Wade Keller, you know, you know, he's been doing this very long. He's very, you know, very well respected. So they would have had to make a point and, and taken a risk, quite frankly, to try to have worked him and then subsequently worked everybody else in the wrestling reporting business. Yeah, yeah, I agree. And if I were WWE and if this was a work, I would not have him appear in a backstage segment on Raw next week. I'd keep him off TV for a while to really build that, you know, build that speculation. If you're if you're going that reality angle, because. Um, you know, one of the things I, I know some people get sick when we talk about CM Punk, you know, but because he's been long gone now. But, um, you know, when he dropped that pipe bomb, pro, pipe bomb promo and won the title and left, that caused um, 
is, is so many people to get interested in wrestling again that have been out of wrestling. Uh, you know, people that were fans before uh, starting to, you know, uh, ask and, and, and be interested in this angle. And then it was within like a week or two punk returned. And then it was just kind of back to same old, same old. And it seemed like there was a lost opportunity there. So if they were ever going to do something like really reality based. I hope they learn from that lesson and, and, you know, uh, really keep it going and, and do something interesting. Well, you know, I, I, I'm curious what you think here. I, I, I tweeted this yesterday. If this, if this is, if this is legitimate, which again, I, I, I tend to lean that it is recognizing that we could all be wrong, but I tend to lean that it is legitimate. Um, what's the best course of action for WWE? Because if I'm WWE, if I'm WWE, I would think the best thing they could do at this point, if they if they if they truly accepted def- um, if they, they truly accepted this guy doesn't want to be here, we've offered him more money, long term security. He just does not want to be here. Screw it. The best thing I would think to do is just to keep him off TV, keep him off the road, uh, with the attempt of trying to just make people forget about him, let him be uh, irrelevant, try to have his stock not get any higher, maybe even try to lower it again with irrelevancy because if if they try to keep him around, and now that the story is out there and fans are going to pick up on this, all they're potentially doing, unless they bring him to TV every week and have him get squashed, otherwise you risk kind of him building his own kind of like little underground momentum, and you, you risk his stock going up, then making him more valuable for when he is eligible to go elsewhere, whether it's AEW or whatever. So it's like you either need to keep him off the road, kind of like what they did with Neville at a point, even uh, you know, even though it was you know, kind of like just you know, out of sight, out of mind. Or if they want to be, you know, I guess dicks about it, they can just have them get squashed every week. I, uh, you know. yeah, I mean, I felt like Neville, his stock almost went up by him being off a of TV, right? Like it, it, it caused more people to be buzzing about what he's going to do next or where he's going to go. And by not squashing him, his star power kind of almost, it, it never went down, went, went up. I get your point too. I mean, I think there's arguments both ways. But it, I think they're starting this thing with Naya. I think that's leading to Dean losing to Naya. I mean, they had Naya get involved in the Rumble, throwing Mustafa Ali out. I think, did she throw anyone else out? I knew, I knew she threw Ali out. Yeah, um, I don't remember. Yeah, it was definitely Ali. Yeah. And, uh, you know, starting to get physical with the men the first time that they've done that in, in like a decade. So I just see them going with Dean getting squashed in this feud with Naya. And and then probably not being at WrestleMania or if he is maybe in the Andre the Giant Battle Royal thrown out first, you know, really uh, marginalizing him before getting but, rid of him. And WWE, you know, uh, they, you know, they know how to marginalize people, <laughs> you, know? <laughs> but, you know, but but again, but if you do, you know, now, again, now that WWE is, is, is they, they put a story on their website and that's what really makes it look like it works. They put a story on the website. So the fact that they, like the fact that they're basically saying to their audience, cause they, they want their audience to come to the website. The fact they're saying, look, we're getting rid of this guy, or, or or we're getting rid of this guy. If if they were to do these things that you just said, Dolce, I mean, isn't it just going to build this massive amount of booze every time it happens, every match that he, and, and isn't that going to like build like this kind of the, again this rally kind of feeling behind him that, that that oh I can't wait to see where he goes and he can stick it to them. I, that's what I'm saying. Just keep them out of sight, out of mind. Well, it de- it depends too, because they they announced this, but they announced it to the internet audience, right? I don't think they're ever going to announce it on TV. Oh no, sure. I mean, so if, they, it, if they do, that is the clear sign, right? Then yeah. it's a work. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, by doing it just on the internet, uh, you know, is there enough people? Uh, I mean, you you'll have some, you know, yeah. you'll have the vocal minority, uh, but is that enough to 
start this underground upswell for for Dean. Um, it could be, and if and you know they could always change course if they start to see that. But I, I just think Dean is too much of a star that I, I think they'd probably want to take some of that stock out. I mean, look what they could they could marginalize people quick. Look at Kurt Angle. <laughs> Remember Matt Hardy? I mean, there's so many guys that Zach Ryder when he got hot. I mean, it, P, fans did not want to start booing him, and WWE quickly brought him down. You know, to to where he is today. I'll, so, I'll say this: if, if they do want to, if they do try to marginalize, if they, if they do try to basically embarrass him his character at least and you know have him lose to Naya and, and and be first eliminated uh i'll be, I'll be curious i mean it's, it's a personal thing to his you know you know i'll be curious how renee young has to handle that on commentary I mean, it's already <laughs> been kind of like you know we already have Corey graves grilling her for every every explanation of what dean embers is doing so i'll be, you know now well, if it's on pay-per-view maybe she won't be on commentary for that match maybe not <laughs> but uh yeah interesting stuff i mean it's funny, like I'll, I'll talk with guys a lot about, could you imagine if the internet was this big and this widely used when the Monday Night Wars were happening? And I mean, I'm, we're not even close to that. But this whole thing with AEW, uh, it is the first time where you're starting to see WWE in real bidding, uh, in real bidding wars for talent, like where, where a, a talent really has an option and is choosing... The other company we haven't really seen that before usually it's people that don't want to be with wwe or want to leave then go and that's you know that's usually how the big talent jumps happen but it's not uh, someone willingly choosing something over wwe so it, it is really interesting with AEW, which is not a thing yet you know until they have a show until um you know it's still it, it's not a thing yet <laughs> yeah i mean uh, you know AEW. i mean AEW, they got a, I mean, you know, power to them. It's what we all, all of us fans dream about if we won the lottery, but they have what we would call a money mark. And Tony Khan, who, who's ready to make sure it's financially stable and, and give it a go. And, you know, they're signing these, these talents to three year deals. And, um, you know, I had Britt Baker on my, my wrestling reality podcast uh, that, that, that comes out every Thursday morning at 7 a.m. I had her on. I, I played the interview, her and I recorded, I played it last week, um, you know, and, 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 and she, you know, talk to them. I mean, you know, they're taking care of her. I mean, and you know, they're 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 giving serious security and serious option of okay, do you want to go here to a WWE or NXT where they're going to pay you X, or here's the kind of security, here's the kind of travel schedule, here's the kind of merchandise deal. I mean, it's the first legitimate. You know, like over the last fifteen years, TNA's had times where they've been able to compete financially and take somebody over. You know, have somebody choose them over WWE. But maybe it's just a person in the mid card. You know, maybe it's a, a mid card Christian from WWE. Let's take him. We'll make you a main event and call you Christian Cage. Or you know, obviously Kurt Angle was a huge a huge coup for them because he had kind of fallen out of favor with his personal problems at the time at WWE. You know, TNA had times where they were able to compete one off with getting a name to come over. But TNA, Ring of Honor, none, nobody in the last 15, 20 years, nobody since WCW has been able from top main event down been able to compete with financially. Um, and AEW appears to finally be able to break, break that bring that back. Obviously, getting Kurt Ang- or getting uh, Chris Jericho to you know a three year deal that is the best deal that Jericho's ever talked about. It's multi you know, several millions, um, as well as I'm hearing it's pretty good on on his merch end as well. So I mean, like you know, you know, all the way from main eventer like a like a Chris Jericho all the way down to a you know a younger you know, a couple years in the business you know Britt Baker you know female wrestler you know, being able to give her a deal that's just she couldn't turn you know so like 
that's this is this is a this is a big deal for that reason. Yes, we we don't know what the TV distribution is yet. That's a big deal, as you and I agree on. And yeah, they've only had one show and all in, so it is still very very early. But just based upon the facts that we know now. This is the this is the most legitimate threat since WCW. Absolutely, and not just that with Tony Khan, um, he's a billionaire that's putting his money into this. But it's not like it's just like, hey, let's let's try wrestling. He's someone that's been a fan forever, who understands, you know, who who has the business acumen to understand what has worked, what hasn't worked. Uh, you, you know, has seen the product go up and down and up and down, and 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 has studied that. So it's a it's you know, I don't see him like a Ted, like, you know, Ted Turner was a wrestling fan, but it's not like he was watching it weekly and sending in results, you know? Um, he, well, and, and it's also not like Ted Turner back in the day was the one uh, approving right. which wrestler got money, you know, that, that he was so hands off on that, where, which, you know, maybe it was a bad thing ultimately. Um, right. You know, the fact that Tony Khan is invested, he'll know, okay, He'll be, have some vision to see. Okay, this person's right now is perceiving the wrestling business as a mid carder, so it's only give him. You know, he'll, the fact that he'll probably be giving input and, and will be the final say on, you know, who Cody and the Bucks do decide to sign and bring in. You know, that that'll probably be a smart thing. Now, I mean, that can be dangerous. Again, you know, the term money mark out there. You know, I mean, you know, wrestlers are are savvy people. They will get every dime out of you possible. So, I mean, obviously, but I think Tony Khan and, and his family they're they're so accomplished business wise to this point. That, that that he that Tony will be hopefully aware enough to realize when he's being taken for a ride or when he's being you know so he'll he'll hopefully he'll be able to make a you know good decisions on yeah guys we're not going to sign that guy for that much money I'll I'll cap it here but we're not going to this point you know hopefully right. he'll be able to make those decisions and not get too passionate into being such a fan of somebody and overpaying them right right yeah no absolutely so um, exciting times with that uh, that being said six months from now Dean Ambrose. Where do you see him? Uh, AEW. Um, you know, I, this is all just my. This is all just speculation. <clears throat> you figure, um, you, you know, I, I don't see him as a guy that's going to want to go to Japan. You, know, you figure, especially if his wife's going to continue to work with WWE. I believe they live in Nevada, so you know, keep himself um, domestic. You know, keep himself here in the states. Um, AEW, from all all accounts, is going to have a lighter travel schedule. I'm sure he'll appreciate that. They see they again. They appear to have the best financial backing, other than WWE. So, if if Ambrose did just turn down what we're hearing is a significant five year deal at WWE, he's going to obviously want to go somewhere that at least you know maybe not match it exactly, but at least obviously still not take a drastic drastic hit financially from what he's been making um, in WWE. Um, you know, AEW. You know, again, it's the new fresh thing. So, uh, you know, I'm I'm sure they would be happy to have him there as John Moxley or whatever. You know, assuming that he goes back to that that name. Um, yeah, I mean, AEW just makes the most sense. I, I don't, I don't, that just, that seems to make the most sense. And, and, and quite frankly, if his, if his contract's done in April, well, I guess if his contract, I don't know, tell me this, if his contract's up in April, whatever day it is in April, does he still have to honor a no compete or as soon as it up, can he appear somewhere the next day? No, he can, he can appear somewhere the, somewhere the next day. No, so, and no so, compete in theory, so, is... so, so in theory, he could, he could show up at, at double or nothing then. Right. Yeah. yeah, I know. Non compete is when uh, they put those in when they grant talent their release, so they'll they'll still get paid, uh, they'll get their downside. But in order to get that, you got to honor this no compete where you can't go anywhere for for you know ninety days. So that's why, like Cody and the Bucks, the day their contract was up, they announced AEW. Um, you know, Kenny Omega's contract is going to be up here in a couple of days, and 
the, it seems the word is that he's going to be appearing at the AEW ticket, you know, the ticket, the double or nothing ticket event in Las Vegas on February 7th. So yeah. once your contract expires, uh, you're free to go where you want. Now, today, Otami, since he got his release, a lot of times they could put conditions on that release if they release you early. Now, the interesting thing with Otami is that they granted him his release when they haven't been doing that with anyone else. To me, that would suggest that they made a deal where he can go back to Japan, but he can't go to AEW. It's similar to Brock Lesnar when they granted him his release. He couldn't go to TNA, but he could go to Japan. Yeah. I, his release, actually, he couldn't go to the UFC either. It was either football. Or actually, it wasn't any wrestling. It was just football. Um, so uh, I'm, I'm wondering if they probably did the same thing there. Uh, your thoughts? And I, I, I might bounce off here for a second. My uh, screen just kind of went frozen. So uh Go ahead and start talking, and I'll be right back. <laughs> <laughs> what do you want to talk about? All right. Well, again, uh, Tommy, where do where do you see Tommy in six months? I think I think a day with Tommy again. He goes back to Japan. I think uh, you know again. He, he that's where he made his fame was in New Japan. So uh, it would make the most sense for him to pick right back up uh, and go there. Uh, and again, if WWE probably is going to allow him to go there first uh, before going anywhere else in in the U.S. market. Um, you know, who knows? I, you know, I, maybe I don't know anything about Hideo Tommy personally. Maybe, um, you know, maybe personally Hideo Tommy. Maybe also part of his, you know, maybe sometimes it's a it's a culture shock. Sometimes it's different from guys who've lived in Japan their whole life to come live in the U.S. and have to you know live in Orlando, Florida. So you know, maybe you know, I don't know how he reacted to that. So you know, I think just all things would point to him going back to New Japan uh, over you know Ring of Honor, AEW, Impact, anything else. Yeah, I, I. I... I agree with that. I, I see him in Japan. Maybe, possibly Noah. Uh, Noah or New Japan, so we'll see. Uh, another bit of news, Chucky e. T and Trent Beretta are leaving New Japan. This is another one where it seems very likely that they're probably headed to AEW. Um, any thoughts on that? No. Um, you know, uh, yeah, again, it, 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 it's, it's one of those things where, let me look at the landscape now, that just the options these guys have. Um, you know, I again, I don't you know AEW. I mean, that obviously, again, you know, like the only thing, the only thing is, you know, for guys like them right now, is leaving New Japan is, you know, if you do pick AEW, you got a little bit of weight. You know, you got to, you know, you got to wait a little bit, or you got to go work some indies in the in the process. You know, whereas at least if you went to an ROH or an Impact right now, you can kind of pick right back up uh, and start getting that that guaranteed paycheck or whatever they're gonna pay you. So, um, yeah, I don't, I don't know where, I don't have as good of a feel of where they would go, but um, you know, not WWE, but uh, uh, but it certainly seems like. Uh, you know, no shortage of options right now. Yeah. And we did our SmackDown review on last night's podcast. Definitely downloaded that and check it out. But uh, real quick, your thoughts on last night's SmackDown. Um, it was okay. Uh, the Dan O'Brien stuff, uh, you know, very, very good. I like the, I like the new the belt. I like the new, I like the new belt. I like the new uh, coat of paint they got on Eric Rowan. I love the recycle symbol being, <laughs> being his name on the tron. I mean, that, you know, the Dan O'Brien stuff continues to be great. Um, the, you know, the fact that they're going to have the Elimination Chamber match uh, with him in it, I mean, that, that is intriguing because I, uh, I mean, because I don't, I don't think that there's, I don't think there's any for sure answer there. I mean, I think you would think that Brian's going to hold this. He's doing so well as a, as a title. You'd think that he goes to Mania, but, you know, I don't think it's a guarantee. So I think there's some nice suspense there. Um, still to be determined, who does he work at Mania? I'm still, you know, Nick and I talk about this every week. I'm still thrown off that it's not going to be the Miz. I mean, after all the, you know, after all the hype that they did and built with these two guys when Daniel Bryan was medically disqualified, and then now you have both of them healthy in the company, both thriving. 
I just that's just baffling to me. I don't know what they're doing with Shane and Miz. I, I I'm lost there. I don't know why Rusev's all of a sudden a heel again. Um, <laughs> I'm, 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 I, you know, so I'm I'm a little little bit of a head scratcher with with uh, some things on SmackDown. I, I mean, I was entertained as two hours as we say you know, it was sweet spot of length, but um, I am confused. Our our truth beating Nakamura. <laughs> well, here's what I'm not I'm not surprised about our truth getting a push. That doesn't surprise me. Again, he's 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 had such longevity and he, he comes around. He always gets a push and he's a good soldier. What I'm surprised about actually is when Nakamura beat Rusev at the Rumble. My immediate thought was, well, maybe this is a resulting effect of well, we don't want to lose Nakamura either. You know, I don't know, I don't know right. if his contract's up this year or not, but you know, that's kind of my thought there. <laughs> so then when he drops the title to our truth two days later, then it kind of debunks that thought that I had Sunday. Well, I don't know what they're trying to do here. Uh, yeah. With, with Nakamura. Um, and Nakamura, he did tweet out last night, WCW, <laughs> whatever that. Uh, <laughs> he so, did? Uh-huh. Yeah. So that's gotten some people talking because uh, Bret Hart famously after the Montreal screw job, after the cameras went off the air, was signing WCW in the air and, you know, some people think it's a play on that. Um, or, or he just wants to talk about his woman crush and he doesn't want to wait till Wednesday. <laughs> yeah, that could be. Um, or maybe it was early in the morning on Wednesday. It could have been after midnight. <laughs> but usually when you do that, then you, you, you reveal who your woman crush was. Maybe it's Lana. Um, <laughs> right. Yeah, so I, I, I'm in the same boat with you. I, I, I found it uh, you know, entertaining. I, the tag match kind of bored me just because I've seen those guys so many times outside of heavy machinery. Um, but I thought the rest of the show was pretty good. Um, I do think the Daniel Bryan stuff, how over the top they're going with it. It's entertaining. Daniel Bryan's great at it. It's, it's fun to watch, but it doesn't feel like a top level program. It doesn't feel like a, like a WrestleMania main event type of deal. It, it feels very upper, upper mid card. Uh, like a like what you'd have for someone who you're trying to get to that level to the main event level so you kind of give them this gimmick for a while and then eventually you take it away to get them to that next level i i disagree i mean they're, they're, it, it's very easy to dislike somebody who's preachy no matter no matter what they are no matter what they preach about somebody's preachy it's that's and and he and he just does it so well and it works so well because we all know that th- this is some extension of himself that he truly is a guy who cares about the environment and, 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 and does do things on a you know, environment health conscious um, way. So the fact that he's taking it to this level and it's being so preachy and, and, and bad guy wrestling, I think it's great. And I mean, but I mean, I, to, but to your point, it's okay because he's not going to, I mean, he's not made of any WrestleMania. I mean, look between, between Dan O'Brien, if he's the WWE champion come WrestleMania, uh, Brock Lesnar and we'll be in Seth Rollins and then Becky Lynch, and Ronda Rousey, or you know, or maybe triple, maybe triple threat is there. You know, out of those three, Dan O'Brien is not made of any WrestleMania. So, right. um, so, so, and that, that argument, it's fine for this, I think, right now. But I think if the booking was a little bit different, he probably could be. Like, I almost, if Brian was protected more over the last year and was babyface, and uh, you know, they kept him hot, and then him winning the Rumble and challenging Brock, to me, that seems like a more interesting match than Brock versus Rollins right now. And again, I think a lot of that has to do with how they booked Rollins uh, over the past six months. But um, I would agree if if we did not see Brian versus Brock at Survivor Series, right? And Brian had stayed face and won the Rumble and then go on to challenge Brock for Mania. Absolutely, I do think that's a, that that is a match that could that could headline WrestleMania. 
Um, but I think since the cards fell the way they did, and I actually am, I actually am enjoying this heel Dana Bryan more than I was the most recent babyface Dana Bryan, just because. Yeah. I think I think I think main event babyface Dana Bryan. You really only get one round with, and that round has expired since he's surpassed being an underdog, and now he is a top guy. So I think having him just do this heel stuff is probably going to be the best use of him. I, you know, I think he could have he could be higher up on the WrestleMania card depending on who who, who his opponent was. Um, that that's going to kind of be the big thing. Is like is his opponent, you know, somebody really established like a uh, John Cena or, or somebody really established, or is his opponent? Um, you know, somebody they're going to give a big break to, like a Mustafa Ali. That's going to dictate how important his mania match is. Yeah. All right. Well, great, Justin. Uh, again, Nick uh, out today because of uh, the weather in Chicago. His internet's down, uh, but he will be back tomorrow. Our interview with Eli Drake will be on tomorrow's episode of the Winkley. Uh, Justin, uh, before we take off, is there anything you'd like to plug? Yeah. Again, if you uh, enjoy wrestling talk, I got more uh, coming my way, coming from me, uh, my weekly podcast, Wrestling Reality. Uh, presented by Ticket King. It's out every Thursday morning at 7 a.m. Uh, anywhere audio is available. So uh, I encourage you to uh, download it, subscribe, tell a friend, and I'll be back here tomorrow on Wrestling Inc. Yeah. And so, yeah, uh, make sure to check us out tomorrow. Thanks again, everyone, for tuning in. This is five days in a row for me in a row. So uh, hopefully everything works out. Nick is back tomorrow so I can get a. Uh, yeah. A, when, a when, you own a site, when you own a site, you're not supposed to be working this hard. You're supposed to be, <laughs> you're, supposed, you're supposed to be lounging around in Mexico making everybody else work for you, right? I mean, my hammock misses me. Um, <laughs> hopefully. Well, five days of podcasting, your wife probably misses you too. Yeah. Actually, tonight is a, a, a date night because it's been a while since I've hung out with the wife and kids. So. You, I dare and I, and I met your wife. Your wife was a very lovely, nice person. I dare you to walk up to your wife today and say, sorry, honey, I got to watch NXT live tonight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I got to cover that. There are, there are NXT TV tapings tonight. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that would not go tell, over well. Tell me how that works out. <laughs> yeah, that would not go over well. All right. Well, thanks again, everyone, for tuning in. And join us tomorrow for The Winkly. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.